This week in Ottawa Business Journal's Behind the Headlines, the pandemic heats up the Valley's residential real estate market. An Ottawa startup wants to create the Airbnb of self-storage, and an iconic local CEO gets a Lifetime Achievement Award. All this and more coming up right now. Hello and welcome to Behind the Headlines for the weekending October 23rd, 2020. I'm Michael Kern from the Ottawa Business Journal. Behind the Headlines is a regular podcast from OBJ to explore the most read uh, business stories of the uh, of the week. Uh, right now, I'd like to welcome two of my colleagues, Peter Cavesi and David Sally. Welcome to you both. Uh, listen, we're going to start off with uh, story number one. Uh, quite interesting. We've talked a lot on this uh, on this podcast about the strength um, of the local, meaning the urban uh, residential real estate market. And in fact, it looks like uh, the Valley, meaning the Ottawa Valley's residential real estate market is hitting, uh, heating up. Uh, Peter, why don't you start off and tell us what's happening in, uh, in Renfrew and other communities? Well, to to look at this story, we spoke to several uh, real estate, um, uh, residential real estate agents, uh, veteran agents with uh, decades of experience. And in short, what they're seeing is something that's been that's totally unprecedented in their career. And it's uh, really comes down to uh, unprecedented demand, sky high demand for for homes and a limited supply of homes uh, for for sale. Um, you know, there's so many anecdotes that just uh, can leave you scratching your head. Uh, one of one of my favorite from uh, from our story was uh, an agent who took uh, her client in uh, to uh, to look at a property. It was listed at just under four hundred thousand. They put in an offer at four hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars, and were one of ten, or sorry, one of twelve competing bidders. Uh, they lost, and the house ended up going for five hundred thousand dollars, so a hundred thousand dollars over asking. And even the agent was sort of left scratching her head, saying, "You know, it was a nice home, but it was a bungalow with no basement, so it wasn't, you know, so that that desirable." But there's just so many. Um, so again, we're seeing huge, huge uh, price appreciation. And it's a real uh, shift in the uh, the makeup of buyers. Uh, what uh, what a lot of the agents uh, that we spoke to said that uh, that they're seeing are these new buyers coming in from uh, Ottawa, Toronto, with cash in hand, uh, willing to make unconditional offers. Uh, Dave, I want to bring you into this conversation. So, I suspect, like many things happening in the pandemic, uh, there are some trends at play here that are making kind of that. Ottawa Valley real estate market heat up. Why don't you uh, Why don't you tell us about that a bit? Well, exactly, Mike. As you say, uh, you know, this is partly driven by the pandemic. Uh, the fact that you know, as as we've been talking about week after week, the whole uh, remote work first mentality, uh, that shift to uh, to digital by default, if you want to call it that, and away from everybody being at the office. Well, that's playing into this big time because now. Um, you know what, you can have a job in Toronto or Montreal, wherever, and work in Renfrew. I mean, and, uh, you know, uh, have your Zoom meetings and um, and just live and have a great quality of life uh, for a lower price. Uh, you, you know, you, you get so much more real estate bang for your buck in the Valley. So more and more people are doing exactly that. Uh, we've had real estate agents in this story talk about how they're uh, seeing more and more buyers from not just Ottawa, but places like Toronto selling, uh, you know, uh, selling their homes in hip downtown Toronto neighborhoods, 
you know, to move uh, to move to Renfrew County because they can just uh, they can you know sell their place in Toronto and um, and and buy a place immediately in the valley and 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 have a couple hundred thousand dollars or whatever left in their pocket. I mean, uh, that's a pretty attractive value proposition. Not having to worry about uh, being near the office uh, anymore, and um, you know, and uh, a lot of real estate agents say there's a great quality of life out in the valley. The attraction out there, you're not in a congested urban area. It's easy to get around. You've got access to ski hills, lakes, golf courses, you name it. High speed internet is um, is is getting better all the time out there with um, improved infrastructure. So. Uh, uh, you know, there's just um, agents are just saying that there's a whole host of reasons why um, why people are packing up, moving out to the valley, and um, and they just they don't really um, see an end to this trend anytime soon, and they just think uh, you know the the market is going to keep booming. Yeah, it, you know, I don't want to overstate this, but this could be a watershed moment for a lot of rural communities because of what we said, right? There's two factors there. There's a lifestyle lifestyle decision being made and there's a money decision being made because if you're living in the city and your property is at a peak uh, valuation um, and you can sell it, put cash in your jeans, as they say, uh, you know, 100,000, 200,000 would be somewhat realistic and then move out to uh, Renfrew County or, or uh, Prescott or something like that, that's... Mm -hmm. Very realistic. I think it's a. I think it's a big underlying change where we're going to see here. Listen, listen. Let's go to uh, story number two. Um, really kind of neat story about uh, an Ottawa startup that says it wants to become the Airbnb of self storage. So, uh, Peter, I think you're going to tell us what that means. Well, first, first of all, this is a startup, and I think the uh, the first goal is to uh, that they're looking to do is uh, uh, steal a little bit of market share away from the traditional uh, self storage industry. So, this is a, a startup started by a um, uh, a young Ottawa real estate uh, investor by the name of uh, Daniel Decipio, who uh, noticed that um, in some of his properties there was some uh, underutilized space, and he thought, well, this is a uh, um, a missed opportunity. So, he launched a platform that's uh, not not dissimilar to um, be it Uber or uh, or Lyft or um, Airbnb, where a uh, property owner with some um, surplus storage space can uh, put up a listing, set a price, and uh, have uh, people with um, extra stuff that needs to be uh, stashed away um, uh, use uh, use that space. So what he's particularly seeing is uh, people needing to store seasonal items, winter tires, um, holiday uh, holiday decorations, as well as uh, those uh, sentimental items that a lot of people can't just can't uh, bear to uh, to uh, to throw out. What I found particularly interesting uh, um, about this story though is just uh how it's an example of how that sharing economy is continuing to evolve particularly here in ottawa so again of course we've all heard of those international stories of lyft of uber of airbnb but here in ottawa uh we have um companies um like ruckify which is uh the uh, online marketplace where you can uh, rent just about anything to uh to, uh to to people in your community um as well as of course rv easy which um is a peer-to-peer -peer, uh, rental platform uh, specifically for uh, recreational vehicles uh, that's uh, gaining you know more and more and more attention uh, as uh, as each month goes on. It, it's a good point. You know, Ottawa does have its share of sharing economy uh, companies. So, Dave, uh, I hear there's a unique twist. I don't know what it is, but I hear there's a unique twist to the story. Tell me about uh, Decipio's exit strategy. Yes, Mike. You, uh, we all, um, we all have uh, have um, read and uh, reported on. Uh, you know, dozens of or hundreds of stories about 
about startups, about entrepreneurs who decide to exit, you know, at some point. And generally speaking, I mean, uh, it, when they do it, it's to, it's to help fund another venture. You know, they want to start a new business. They built that one up to a, a point where they don't think they can take it any further or just want to do something different. But generally, it's they, they take that cash pocket either. And if they're, you know, of a certain age, maybe they retire and hit the golf course. But typically, they often reinvest it into another business. Well, Decipio, uh, he's got a bit of a different idea. His passion, his first passion, he says, is actually helping the people of Guatemala gain access to clean drinking water. Uh, wow. He went, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. Pretty, you don't hear this every day. I mean, he went to Guatemala in 2018 as a university student uh, to take part in one of those uh, case competitions that you might have heard about in, in undergraduate business programs. Um, and uh, it, it happened to be in Guatemala. He says he went down there and he just fell in love with the people and the culture. And um, and he said the reason really why he started this venture is because he wanted to be able to give back uh, to the people of Guatemala, help fund water projects uh, in Latin America. And um, and now that's now that's a motivation you don't you don't hear about every day. And um, and 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 it, he's just got to be commended even more uh, uh, for the, for that as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's a, wow, that's a very noble goal. You, you don't hear that all the time. Sometimes there's a little bit of a CSR strategy in companies, but I, I don't think I've heard that one before. Dave, we're going to stick with you for the third and final story of the podcast, uh, which is uh, a big award that's handed out on an annual basis by OBJ and the Board of Trade. This happens to be the 10th time the award's been handed out. So little bit of a, a neat uh, milestone there and uh, it's it's a it's a big uh, recognition of someone uh, who built Ottawa's first billion dollar software company tell us a little bit more about that Dave well Mike the uh, this year's recipient of the lifetime achievement award uh, is um, well he's as deserving as anyone in the city uh, it's Rob Ash uh, of course many people will know Rob um, for his years at Cognos. Uh, he started off at the company in 1984 after graduating from uh, from U Ottawa Commerce and just, um, you know, he uh, he joined this young software business intelligence software company and he kind of grew along with it. Uh, he held just about every major executive position until he was at, he actually made it to the big chair as CEO in 2004, um, uh, succeeding as, you know, uh, his mentor, Ron Zambanini, who he took, uh, he took, um, he, he really, um, you know, wanted to single out. Actually, when he received, uh, he received word that he was the recipient. Um, but yeah, he really, uh, Rob Ash is one of those kind of low key guys now. I mean, he he stayed on after Cognos uh, got acquired by IBM in two thousand eight. He stayed on for a few more years. Uh, as their um, uh, as a general manager with IBM in analytics, um, and then he uh, he decided to step aside and devote his time to really mentoring the next generation of entrepreneurs. Uh, and he's done a he's done an exemplary job of that in Ottawa. He served he's um uh, he's a director of Shopify has been for five years. He's kind of their lead director. They really they really look to him and lean on him for a lot of advice and. And direction and um but but the shopify is far from the only company i mean he 
Uh, he's advised dozens of other uh, young up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Uh, and just, you know, he's become a real, uh, just a real pillar of, of the tech and wider business community. Of course, the Ash name is, um, uh, as it's marked all over the business community, Rob's brother, Bernie, many of you will know, um, uh, had a long career as a CEO for a number of companies, including uh, most recently the Ottawa Sports and Entertainment Group. He helped get that group uh, off the ground, uh, get the Red Blacks uh, going. So um, uh, it's just a real um, well-regarded family and, a, and, a, and especially for, for Rob, uh, I, mean, I think an honor that, um, that, that just has been, uh, 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 it's really been embraced across the city. Everybody, you know, you, who, you, I mean, like you've talked to a lot of people about this, whether it's Ian Sherman, uh, uh, the chair of the board of trade or Jim Durrell, former mayor. And I mean, these guys all just rave about Rob Ash and what he's contributed to Ottawa on, on a whole bunch of fronts. I, I always think it's interesting when someone who's somewhat low key, you know, not saying that uh, the, the Rob Ash, you know, wasn't in the spotlight when he was a CEO of Cognos, but he he has kind of uh, very intentionally, I think, uh, been a little bit lower key. Uh, not too many people, I think, knows uh, know that he's been a lead director, as you indicated, at Shopify. And I don't want to overstate this, but I'm told that people like uh, Toby Lutke, the CEO, uh, of Shopify has gone to to Rob on occasion because Rob has that track record of building right here in this city, a billion dollar software uh, company. So listen, we're going to start wrapping up. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I'm going to do the coming next coming up next. Peter typically does that one. Uh, but uh, on Tuesday, um, talking about getting back to a new normal, uh, we're bringing back the mayor's breakfast. I guess we're bringing it back with Jim Watson, just to be clear. Uh, Jim needs to be part of it. Uh, so uh, we are going to uh, uh, only to shoot. We're going to be uh, live at Ottawa City Hall and City Council Chamber. And uh, we've got a great first guest, very relevant guest. We have uh, Federal Infrastructure Minister Catherine McKenna, who is going to be a focal point of any economic recovery brought by the Liberal government, of course. You can uh, bet your uh, bet your bottom dollar that uh, infrastructure spending is going to factor into uh, this uh, pandemic economic recovery. So anyway, she'll be coming up. Uh, there'll be a live broadcast Tuesday morning, uh, 8 a.m. You can uh, you can log in and or visit Ottawa Business Journal for some uh, for some more information. But the best way I should point out of doing this is go to ottawabot.ca. That's Ottawa Board of Trade, ottawabot.ca. Go to the event section, register there, and we'll send you all the uh, the links to watch it online. You can also watch it, by the way, on Rogers Community 22 Live. Um, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Peter, for helping us explore the big headlines of the week. I want to remind everyone that you can watch or listen to this podcast in a variety of ways. Uh, if you want to watch it, what you do is you go to OBJ's YouTube channel and uh, you can check it out there, both uh, both as a premiere video and uh, video on demand. Uh, you can also listen to it on popular podcast platforms such as Spotify, uh, Apple, SoundCloud, and Twitch. And a reminder that if you're a diehard and you really want to watch uh, local news uh, headlines, uh, what you do is you go to obj.ca regularly throughout the week. And if you don't want to miss an, miss any of those news, uh, what you really should do is sign up for OBJ Today email newsletter that's sent every weekday. 
uh, in the late afternoon, early evening. And to do that, again, go to obj.ca slash newsletter slash sign up or just go to obj.ca and look for a sign up link. That's all the time we have for this week. I'm Michael Curran signing off on behalf of my colleagues, David Sally and Peter Cavesi uh, for this week of in uh, Behind the Headlines. We hope to see you soon. Please stay connected. Cheers. Thank you.